Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One. But I'm working out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Jim Cowell. Welcome in, everybody. Who, episode 7. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. It is Tuesday, October 10th. 2023 people i hope everybody's doing well i hope everybody is having a great day and how about this do not check your speakers you've got yourself a bonus tuesday quick hit episode of the Aaron Torres sports podcast here is what you need to know about today's show the reason we're doing this show we got a big piece of news on monday as just when you thought conference realignment was over oh it's back like it never left baby that is right gonzaga is now flirting again with the Big 12. We thought realignment was done, but now Gonzaga, a potential member of the Big 12, we're going to explain why this has started again, what it means, break it down from all angles. From there, we'll see about a second episode. I want to keep this episode quick, to the point, about 20, 25 minutes, um, because we got a loaded Wednesday show. If the Gonzaga segment isn't very long, then what we'll go ahead and do We'll go ahead and maybe talk a little NFL, a little Sunday football. We don't get a a ton of time to do Sunday NFL football, but we are now about a quarter of the way through the season. Feels like a good time to hit on some NFL topics. Uh, Just, you know, what's going on, all that good stuff. But I think we'll see how long the Gonzaga segment goes and then get to other stuff if time allows. Again, I want to keep this quick because we got a loaded Wednesday show ahead of you for tomorrow. Before we get to Gonzaga... We do have an announcement, and it is the announcement that you have heard so many times over the last couple weeks, and that is this. With legal sports betting now in the state of Kentucky, I am proud to announce that the Aaron Torres Pod, the Aaron Torres Pod YouTube, all that good stuff, we have partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app to celebrate the launch of sports betting in the state of Kentucky, and here is the best part. Our partners, DraftKings, they've got an incredible offer for first-time users of the DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app, exclusive to listeners of the Aaron Torres Pod. What is that offer, you ask? You're probably wondering. Well, here it is. You can bet $5 on any game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, bet $5 on any game, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code Torres. That's right. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Code Torres, that's Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. And when you bet $5 on any game, pro football, college football, baseball's going on right now, 
you get $200 in bonus bets instantly for first-time customers only. Thank you again to DraftKings Sportsbook. So fired up to be working with DraftKings. With that said, there is no more time to waste, so let's get to the topic of the day with this bonus episode of the Aaron Torres Pod. And the topic of the day is pretty straightforward. It is that just when you thought conference realignment was dead. Oh, it's back, baby. It's like the Undertaker gif on social media. You think the Undertaker's dead. The, the, the coffin pops up. The hand pops out. And we are back in business with conference realignment. After a crazy summer that saw for the four-quarter schools, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to the Big 12, Oregon and Washington to the Big 10, and oh, by the way, Stanford, Cal, and yes, SMU to the ACC. The latest twist is that Gonzaga has reignited, whatever you want to call it, negotiations, conversations with the Big 12 to join that league. That report came on Monday morning via Seth Davis. You all know Seth Davis via The Messenger. He used to work at The Athletic, does work for CBS Sports. Seth Davis with the initial report there. And so there's a lot of kind of stuff that's got to get through and there's hoops that's got to get jumped through and all that. But essentially, I know what many of you are probably thinking. You're probably thinking a couple things. One, Torres, didn't the Big 12 commissioner say that conference realignment was done, that his conference wasn't taking any other schools? Hasn't Gonzaga been flirting with them forever? Didn't we, what? I thought we were past this. Like, why is this coming up now? So what I want to do is kind of give you a quick refresher of the relationship between Gonzaga and the Big 12 and then get into, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? What's realistic and what is it? Now, in terms of the history, it really actually goes back to a little over a year ago. A little over a year ago, we know the context, right? Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. That's done. USC and UCLA are headed to the Big Ten. And beyond that, the Big 12 has this new hotshot swashbuckling commissioner named Brett Yormark who came from Rock Nation, a big agency in New York City, to take over the Big 12. And when he took over last year, his first day was July 1st, which was the day after USC and UCLA left for the Big 10. Um, He went to his first Big 12 media days and he said, we are open for business. We plan to expand. Now, keep in mind, the Big 12 was already adding the four schools they added this year, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston. But he said, we want more. We want a bigger cut of the pie. We're going big. Go big or go home, right? And so over the course of probably six to eight months, you started to figure out what the Big 12's plan was. And first of all, I should mention that it was about a year ago that the first rumors of the Gonzaga relationship began. If I remember, I know this for a fact because I remember talking about it at the time. But a little over a year ago or right around a year ago, Gonzaga basketball had a preseason exhibition against Tennessee in the state of Texas. At the time, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, the Big 12 offices are in the city of Dallas, uh, essentially announced like there, a report came out that when Gonzaga was in town for that game, they met with Brett Yormark, the, the, the school president, the AD, whatever. And then from there, as the point I was trying to get to, we started to see what the Big 12's plan for conference expansion was. And we talked about a lot on this show. But the plan for expansion, I can tell you, you know, UConn was involved. So, uh, you know, between UConn and other places that I have contacts, I have a pretty good feel for it. But essentially, the Big 12, they really felt like, okay, 
we feel pretty good that Colorado is ready to jump ship from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. We're at 12 schools now. Colorado will be number 13. But if Colorado leaves, there's no guarantee that anybody else in the Pac-12 will. At the time, Oregon and Washington had no offer from the Big 10. And if Oregon and Washington were staying, it probably meant that Arizona State and Utah were staying. And if Arizona State was staying, then Arizona kind of had to stay. And so the plan from the Big 12 was straightforward. Get Colorado for football. And then the focus becomes, let's make the best basketball conference that has ever existed. Because essentially, as I told you, the thought process was pretty straightforward. We'll never catch the SEC in football. We'll never catch the Big Ten in football. But if those two conferences, they try to break off, they try to do their own thing, they try to do whatever, you can't have college basketball without Kansas and Baylor and and Kansas State and Iowa State. Now let's go get some other brands to back it up. And so there was a lot of talk about UConn. There's a lot of talk about Gonzaga, a lot of talk about San Diego State. And oh, by the way, I think they wanted Arizona, but Arizona's kind of tied to Arizona State, whatever. And so that was the plan. And then a couple things happened. One, the Big Ten presidents met in May. Their Big 12 presidents met in May. And you could kind of tell after those after those conversations, didn't really feel like they were all that keen on going the basketball route. They wanted big schools, football schools, big brands, whatever. You could argue Gonzaga and UConn are mega brands in basketball, but it was clear that they weren't as keen on the basketball vision that Brett Yormark was proposing. But then the real thing that happened was they got Colorado as planned, and then the Pac-12 fell apart. Again, nobody could have envisioned a world where Oregon and Washington got an offer from the Big Ten, but they did. And so once that happened, the Pac-12 disintegrated. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah joined Colorado in the Big 12. And at that point, and this is where it gets interesting, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, said we are done with expansion. We got the schools we wanted. We didn't think they were going to be there. They were. And so now, um, you know, we're done. Everything's done. We're finished. Whatever. So that was what got us to this point. That was where the Gonzaga flirtation started. That's where we are now. The question becomes, why did this start again right now? Well, the reason is, as it always is, the reason this started up again is because of a little thing called money. I'm doing, for people who aren't watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast, I'm doing the Johnny Manziel money sign, okay? What changed is the whole structure of expansion and realignment has changed in college sports. And it changed with the idea that all of these schools, some of them are willing to take less money to join a conference that stabilizes them. It started really with Oregon and Washington. We know that they're not getting the same share as Purdue and Indiana and Ohio State and Michigan. But then the real interesting one was Cal and Stanford basically punted on any type of future, basically saying, we'll take whatever we can. We're going to go to the ACC and we'll take less money, eventually get a full share. And SMU basically bought their way into the ACC. SMU, remember, is taking no TV money from the ACC for a finite, I think it's seven years, to make sure that they get their spot at the table with the big boys. And so essentially what it's like, it's like a a parent buying their kid into a school that they wouldn't otherwise get into. I'm not going to say whether SMU, Cal, Stanford are qualified or not, but they wouldn't have gotten into the ACC unless they took less money. And so where this conversation started with Big 12 and Gonzaga is that we found out that Gonzaga is now willing to take less money to potentially join the Big 12, 
which brings us to the report on Monday from Seth Davis. And so when I hear that, what it seems to me is pretty obvious. Gonzaga is ready to make the move. Will the Big 12 follow suit? And what was interesting about the Seth Davis report, Seth Davis basically said that when Brett Yormark even brought this up to his school presidents, they were surprised. They thought realignment was done, expansion was done, whatever. So they kind of have a lot to feel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, in terms of the why and why not, it's pretty straightforward, right? Why you do it? It's because Gonzaga is a mega basketball brand. And you can sit there and say, oh, they haven't won a championship, but they have this and they have that. The bottom line is they move the needle, they draw eyeballs. You can argue, not whatever. But Dennis Dodd from CBS put out an interesting report on Monday morning that basically said that from a TV engagement perspective, Gonzaga is one of the top five biggest brands in the sport behind only Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas. Everybody else is behind Gonzaga, whether it's UCLA, Michigan State, Louisville, Arizona, UConn, whatever. So they're a mega brand. And there's no doubt that in this moment, they absolutely help your basketball product. Again, think about what the Big 12 already is in basketball. Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor. Think about the fact that they're adding Houston, a top 10 program over the last probably five or six years. Cincinnati's historically good. BYU's historically good. They're in the Big 12 now. And then remember, they're adding Arizona next year, which is a mega brand as well. So if you can add Gonzaga to that, whoo, that's a big, big, big deal. And it's an even bigger deal when you consider that, again, they are willing to take less money. Now, the question becomes, is there any hiccups, any holdups? The only thing that I have really seen, and Seth Davis did report this part, is essentially the idea, um, essentially the idea that basically the Big 12 presidents, I think, have questions, right? One, do we want a basketball-only school? Remember, when the whole conversation began, when this all started six, eight months ago, they wanted big brands, football only. They don't want basketball only. That's why Gonzaga wasn't interesting to them. San Diego State wasn't interesting to them. 
UConn is obviously a football playing school. I talk about UConn football too much on this show, but they only wanted football schools. So do you want a basketball school? Do you want Gonzaga? Second thing, there's the travel logistics. Does it make sense for us? I mean, you have no real Pacific Coast presence. I know that Arizona, Arizona State, BYU are kind of in that. Uh, they're in the mountain-ish time zone. For people who don't know, Arizona is technically in two different time zones over the course of the year. They don't do believe in daylight savings time over there. Anyway, I'm rambling. The point is, geographically, it's kind of isolated. Does it make sense in the same way that did UConn make sense for them? It would create a 17-team league. That's another thing to consider. What does it mean for schedules? What does it mean for conference tournaments? According to Seth Davis, there is no interest in UConn. There is no interest in San Diego State. So do you stay at 17? 17 is just a weird number for all sports besides basketball. And I, I don't think they would go for all sports, but certainly basketball would be the big one. From the Gonzaga perspective, I'll say this. Again, if the report is out there that they are willing to take less money, this says to me that this is this is something they want. This might even be a conversation that they initiated. But does it make sense for them? And I think you have to look at it from one of two ways. I mean, one, there is the the, the fundamental um, competitive perspective. And you can even look at that from one of two ways as well. On the one hand, they got it pretty good in the WCC. And I always think this is the one thing that never gets discussed in this realignment stuff is the idea that, you know, winning is really fun, right? Like, and we've talked about this so much, but it's great that you get all this extra TV money and all these extra games and all. It doesn't matter if you don't win though. I mean, think about all the schools right now that are looking at Texas and Oklahoma in coming to the SEC next year, like crap. Now on top of beating Alabama and Georgia and Florida, Florida's not very good, but you get the point. We got to worry about Texas and Oklahoma too. Is that fun for a Mississippi State fan? Is that fun for an Arkansas fan? Is that fun for a Kentucky fan? I don't know. And for Gonzaga, you can criticize how they go about things, you know, the conference that they play in, but it has set them up well. They get all the out-of-conference games that they want. They have, you know, playing at Kentucky this year, UConn this year. I mean, they're playing mega games, but then they get those 16 games in league play to really kind of reset and get focused for March. Now, you can argue it's hurt them, but you can argue it's helped them, too, because they get great seeding, great pathways. Generally, they're in the Western, uh, you know, the, the Western region, so they're close to home. It makes sense. I think the counter to that is it also hasn't helped them win the ultimate big prize in March. And I think that's the question you got to ask is one, first of all, this does stabilize the program. You don't have to worry about what if the two or three power conferences break off and everybody gets left behind. What like? No. You're in the Big 12. You have the opportunity to play at the highest level. You don't have to worry about if two or three conferences break off, if there's an NCAA tournament only featuring power conference teams, any scenario, you're good to go. I do think there is an interesting perspective, though, to think about from Gonzaga's perspective as well. I think what's increasingly clear to me, and Gonzaga fans might get mad when I say this, but I believe it to be true. I think it is painfully obvious that the program has regressed since their lead assistant, Tommy Lloyd, uh, left the program. I think most Gonzaga fans probably agree, but it's the truth. And so you go from really from about 2018 to 2022 or so, the year after Tommy Lloyd left, you have a team good enough to win the national championship every year. Then last year, you were kind of good. You were a three seed. You were okay, but you weren't great. Now coming into this year, 
this is probably Gonzaga's least talented team in probably close to a decade. This is probably the first Gonzaga team that I don't think has even a chance to win a national championship. And I think what's becoming increasingly clear is, remember that cool narrative about Mark? Oh, he doesn't like to recruit. He just likes to fly fish out on his lake in the stream behind his house. Well, I think it's coming back to bite him. And I do wonder, I think their days being at the top, top, top of the sport might be over. So stay in the WCC, beat up on a bunch of bad teams, get that auto bid, go to the NCAA tournament. And then from there, you see if you can have success. You go to the Big 12. I'm sorry. Houston's out for blood. Kansas is out for blood. Arizona's out for blood. Iowa State's a tough place to play. Baylor's good every year. You're not getting one seeds. You might not be getting in some years, period. Like, like if you go back to last year, I'm sorry. Gonzaga, they probably were like the fourth. They would have been the fourth or fifth best team in the Big 12, and that was last year. This year, they're not as good. What are they going to look like next year? I don't know. So I could go on and on. But at the end of the day, I think the way that I look at this is pretty straightforward. The way that I look at this is that I think it's going to happen. I don't have a time frame. I don't know when. I don't know what. But when I hear that Gonzaga is willing to take less money, that says to me that it's pretty clear they want in. They're the ones that initiated the conversation. This is what they want. Um, And I think if that's the case, I don't see why the Big 12 says no. I know they don't want basketball-only schools. I know 17 is a weird number. But when you can add one of the five biggest brands and they're coming in at a discount rate, I think it's tough to say no. I, I would guess that this does happen. Uh, Seth Davis's report says that it could be 2024. It could be 2025. I think this ends up happening. All right, you know what? I think that's it for today's bonus episode. I was going to talk some NFL, but the bottom line is I promised you 20 minutes and I am nothing if not a man of my word. We're at about the 22, 23 minute mark right now. So I figure what the heck? Let's go ahead and get out of here uh, and call it a day. Busy Wednesday episode tomorrow, by the way. We will start to preview week seven of college football. Where's the season going? As well as I have an interesting conversation about who I think might actually be number one in college football. So busy Wednesday episode, busy Friday episode. This bonus episode was intended to be quick, and that's exactly what it was. If you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com for questions for the show. And by the way, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well as we close in on 27,000 subscribers. Thank you for everybody's support. I will be back tomorrow with a regular, no bonus, just regular Wednesday episode of the Aaron Torres Pod. Thank you for your support. Time for me to get out of here. Time to go. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. Unblock me, bro. I'll be back on Wednesday. New episode, Aaron Torres